Okay. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. Uh, you're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and today I have a very special guest. Um, her name is Julie. Julie, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much. Um, so I, I actually talked uh, briefly about you throughout like my this whole past week. I've just been talking about streaming, how it's... You know, uh, a very difficult time period for a lot of people, of course. And my last couple of weeks, I've been talking about different industries, but they've all been negatively impacted by COVID-19. But um, you and and just like many other people I know have made a success out of a, um, a service that pretty much anyone can get into. And I wanted you on board because um, I, I and just like a lot of people have always thought of streaming as just gamery. It was just always just like gamers. Um, and then uh, like YouTube would always be like for people that wanted to like record content. And then that's where like the creativity could exist was like, you know, on recorded content. But you're an example of someone that doesn't play games and is super successful and recently actually just uh, nailed partner status on, on Twitch as well. So uh, I want to now give you the floor and kind of explain like, what do you do on your stream? Yeah, uh, well, I do. It's all music based. So, um, my stream on my stream, I sing, I play piano, um, I do play ukulele as well, and then I do live looping. So I've got um, a, a special. Uh, it's a Boss Looper that I use, um, where I'm able to record different sounds. And my piano is not just piano. It's a. Um, it's got like a synthesizer and an organ. It's got lots of different sounds and, and lots of editing that you can do to those sounds. So. I can loop different layers of sound on top of each other, and then I also have a drum pad, so I'm able to do, it almost will sound like a produced up song. So I'll do that, I take song requests. Um, we do a lot of fun things. Um, like we have a lot of perks for my subscribers. We do things like movie nights, we do cosplay. Um, it's, it's honestly really fun, but the whole thing is music based. So, awesome. yeah, no kidding. So uh, I'm going to ask you this because I don't think I, I've ever asked you uh, ever, how did you ever get into music? Like what was, um... uh, yeah, I grew up, I grew up doing music. So um, my, I started piano lessons when I was eight years old, took lessons for the next 10 years. And then even before I was eight, I was always singing. So I grew up singing. I was in a, it was like a, tr- kind of like a traveling, um, singing and dancing group when I was younger and I did that from ages like 6 to 12 and that was really really fun and then um, I always did like choir and things like voice lessons uh, competitions like things like that and then I it's crazy because I finished high school and then I just stopped so I remember selling my piano to pay rent one month um, when something crazy happened and then um, in college I think I took one semester of voice lessons and then I just stopped so I took like a five-year break and ended up moving to Vegas and slowly getting back into music. Cool. And um, like when you were getting into music, obviously you had, you know, such like an, an interest in the space. What uh, did you ever think or did you ever position yourself to want to take this like in a, in a professional sense? And like when that was the case, what did you think was going to be the logical way of you making success? Because your your story is super successful, but I don't think maybe you even foresaw it, um, you know, right. coming from this per se. Like, what did you think originally that was going to come, like, how it was going to come to you? Well, yeah, I mean, originally I, I didn't necessarily think I was going to go into music. Like I said, I finished high school 
and in college I did not major in music and I did not really study music at all and so it wasn't until I had moved to Vegas that I decided I did want to make a career out of it and I thought the way to go was live music so I'm trying to you know train myself and get myself to the point where I can do an hour to two hour set of live music um, with you know singing and piano um, I didn't I did not foresee twitch as being something I you know you think about YouTube um, so I definitely wanted to like build up a YouTube channel and 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 put out covers and originals and things like that but the idea of twitch wasn't um, presented to me this so I, I did try a long time ago, I did try gaming League of Legends on Twitch. So my account's pretty old. It's back from 2018. But it wasn't until this last November, October, November, that my fiancé was like, did you know that there's a huge music community on Twitch as well? Like, you should be on there playing live music. And I had already spent all this time learning how to live loop, buying all my equipment, but that was all for live music. I had planned on trying to take it to bars and lounges in Vegas. And you were, uh, I, because I've seen and you, yes, yes. And, and, and you were doing great. Uh, uh, it's so awesome. I'm uh, sorry. Thank Anyways. But, but, well, yeah, and I was just kind of starting to get into it. And um, then I started setting everything up for a live stream on Twitch, and I, I knew, I mean, I knew a long time ago, even with, like, I had, like, major technical issues in the beginning, but I knew I loved it, and it, I grew. I started growing really fast, even with like my stream not being the professional quality that I wanted. And I finally just did it and invested it in a nice PC, and just like kept going. Um, and now I'm over here going, well, do I really want to do live music? I I really love what I'm doing. I mean, it is live music in a different sense. Um, oh yeah. This is it's for me. It's like the way to go. I don't have to take all my equipment anywhere. <laughs> I don't have to go set up for every gig. Like it's from my from my home like it's it's really really nice and it was it's a lot really of equipment cool. because I, I know i helped you that one time um yeah. uh you and your fiance luke and um yeah oh my god a ton of stuff so yeah you saved yourself from having to do all that uh by having the ability to do it at home can you remember uh your first day going live like what what was going through your head was it like were you um did you did you have a lot of pressure on yourself? Did you feel like, you know, is this going to be something that takes off? I, I mean, for most people, when they get into it, of course, that's always something that, you know, they think about. Um, yeah, but like, okay, when I first started, I was really hesitant to even start, even though my fiance was like, oh, you should be doing this. I remember at first being like, no, like, I don't think, like, I didn't really know what the music community of Twitch was, for one thing. And so I did, you know, start watching other musicians on Twitch, and that's, I kind of got, like, okay, you know, this is something I could do. But did I think it was going to blow up in the beginning? Absolutely not. No, I did not. I really just thought it was going to be, it was like a test. We're just testing out something new, trying it as, like, a side thing, you know what I mean? And I did not think it was going to go that well, especially because my first month of streaming, I was streaming from a MacBook, and Mac has a lot of trouble with video. It just overheats, and it just it was it was so hard. So that whole first month that I was streaming, like I didn't really know what was going to happen, what the future was going to be like with it. It wasn't until I upgraded and got some better streaming equipment that I realized, and and just really started to see a lot of growth. Um, but I had a lot of support from the very beginning. When I look back, I'm trying to think. My first day of streaming, 
my first day of scre- streaming was actually really embarrassing because <laughs> oh. I didn't know that I, I didn't know the program. So there's a program that you use OBS. When you're on a Mac, you use OBS uh, is is the name of the program, and I didn't know you could record yourself without going live to see what the stream looked like. So I just went live, like I was just practicing. <laughs> Going li- instead of you know giving myself that recording without me going live on the internet, so it was pretty funny. I can't even remember to be honest, like what exactly was going down, but I think it was all just basically a, you know testing out things and levels and trying to figure out how to use the program and things like that. But yeah, it was definitely a slow start for sure. Um, with uh, like the the music community with Twitch, um, how. Like when you first got into it, it's been almost a year now since you've been since you've been streaming. Has it grown, or has this been kind of like a, like a still like a, a part of Twitch that still doesn't really see too much growth? Oh no 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 no! It's growing so much. Like the music community on Twitch is just getting bigger and bigger. You know, it's crazy that you just asked that because I just found out that in August Twitch is having its first ever Music Month. Wow, so- sick. Yeah, so this is very new. So, and and I can I can talk to you about it, but I can't talk about the specifics. I actually Twitch reached out to me a few weeks ago, or you know, it's been a little bit now, uh, probably a few weeks, month, maybe a month ago, and uh, asked me if I wanted to do a research conversation for music. So they're going around and interviewing a bunch of musicians on Twitch and trying to figure out what works for them and what doesn't, and why they're doing this and what they would like to see because. Twitch is about to implement, I don't know what, you know what I mean, but you can tell that they want to make changes yeah. and they want to expand. And it's because there's so many people that are, I think especially with, with what's going on in the world right now with COVID, there's a lot of people turning to virtual and online things to try to make money. There's a lot of people turning to virtual entertainment just to watch. Like as a viewer, I think I have a lot more people watching me now than ever just because of the fact that you know, they're trying to get some social interaction of some sort. So, um, when you were uh, when you were first getting into this, you of, of course were working, and uh, this was more something like you were saying, like just uh, as like a, just a fun hobby where you can, um, you know, you could express a skill set that you know you were, uh, you felt confident at, you were really good at, and um, you know, this is uh, something that you put time into. Did you when you first get into it? Was it kind of like whenever I wanted to? Just yeah. hit stream, or was it like I still had like a, a schedule and everything? When I first did it, I didn't have like a super strict schedule. Um, I tried to because I had read when just doing some research. That's you know really important. Um, and then, but but when I think I think when you first start, it's pretty pretty normal not to have like a super set schedule. But when it, what ends up happening, and I'm I'm finding that I'm seeing this with other streamers that I watch grow as well. It is you end up having a community. And the community may work during, you know, like let's say that your stream, like me, my stream's at night. So I've got a lot of people that work during the day and then they watch my stream at night. And so if I was switching up times of the day left and right or, you know, not didn't have some sort of structure, I might not have as many loyal viewers. You know what I mean? So it's it's better to keep to a schedule. It really, it really creates like a community of people that are going to come in pretty much every night you're streaming and that's what you're hoping for. Um, so I, I definitely, I think that's something that you want to get to, but you know, in the beginning I know it was a little bit more sporadic and then finally I got to the point where 
you know, people were asking me what my stream schedule was. So I finally put one up on my profile and tried to stick to it. Um, with, uh, when you initially got it started, um, your the, like the way your, your stream has evolved now, and of course it's always going to continue to evolve as well. Do you take a lot of input from your audience and, and like recommendations or kind of have you taken control of the, the whole way that your stream works now? Because it, it looks great to be honest. It, it, um, I know you've been spending a lot of time on like the scenery around you and mm -hmm. it just, it's very neat. It's very clean. Um, and, um, I don't know, is that a lot of input from other people or is that something that you've kind of already, like, as this has been growing, have known that you wanted to do? Well, I do think this, so I've gotten input from other people, other streamers, other viewers, people. I, I always tell people I work on suggestions. So um, I even have like a specific Discord channel. Um, so I use, and I know, I know, I know you know what Discord is, but yeah. um, for anybody that doesn't know, Discord is basically an app where you can create your own server, and you can create uh, sub or channels within that. Um, so just different. It's just it's just really just a place for people to connect um, when you're not streaming. So. Um, I have a specific channel in my Discord, so a specific place in my server where you can give me stream suggestions, and it doesn't mean I'm going to take them, but um, I def definitely in the beginning had some people that were like, hey, I've noticed that you do this, and this might be more helpful, or this might work a little better, or I've seen other streamers do this. And then a lot of it's my own research, too. I do think when it comes to streaming, y you, you don't want to steal other people's unique ideas, but I do think that a lot of streamers do a lot of similar things with how they structure things like song requests or, you know, some of the sub perks that they give. Give A lot of people do a lot of similar things. Um, and so I just think it was all trial, trial and error, too. So, like, there were some things that I did in the beginning that I don't do now that were... I mean, I'm constantly upgrading, too. So, like, as you were saying, my background... <laughs> has really evolved so, <laughs> and like lighting and just different things that I'm using even just better equipment in some some cases it's just it's been slow it's slowly upgrading and slowly become better becoming better and I actually have plans to continue that and and make more changes and and things like that to just take everything to the next level so when someone wants to know like the type of music that that you uh, do on your stream and what a great way or like what a great thing to be streaming, because uh, I know recently, actually, uh, with Twitch and YouTube, specifically Twitch, uh, a lot of even big time streamers were getting nicked pretty hard on like their old content because of just uh, demonetization from just like using other, um, you know, like music that they weren't supposed to be using in their stream. Um, right. and for you, it's so awesome because like all of your stuff is like obviously unique. So you never have to worry about something like that. Um, I got very, I got very lucky that they still allow covers cause I, I was really nervous about that. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Well, so they always had that Twitch terms of service always said you cannot use music unless you have the rights to it, unless you're doing a live cover and you're not using the music like so you can't just use like an you're not even technically allowed to use an instrumental the reason I'm allowed to do the covers and I'm not ever gonna really have to worry about it unless they change their rules um, I create all the musical elements myself so you can't 
you're actually not allowed to just go grab instrumentals from somewhere and sing over the top of them anymore. Like, oh, gotcha. You weren't, you weren't apparently you weren't able to do that in the first place. Well, you can get dinged for it, so you can get, um, you know, if if they they have the uh, capability of catching that, they have the software capability to catch that. And you only get, I think, three strikes and then you're banned. Exactly. Um, and uh, I actually, um, you know, way back in the day, I, I implemented music like um, for a bit when I was like streaming a long time ago. And uh, I didn't really notice the impact until my VODs, like some parts. And this is like a while back. This is probably like uh, two, three years ago. And in the VODs, they would actually mute some of the segments. And I never knew why they were muting it until I looked further into it. And it was because they had software or like artificial intelligence that could pick up on like whenever you were using, you know, copyrighted um, content. But at the time, it was just so lax. Like everyone was using um, because I, I think like people saw it differently than YouTube. It was yeah. because of the fact that it was live stream. It was like, you know, we're not going to get in trouble. But yeah, it came out of nowhere. I remember reading the article. What was that? That was like a month and a half ago, two months ago. Where like, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just so wild. But um, so when when uh going back to the question, um, your music that you do, it's it's really it's um an input from your audience, right? You do a lot of like, uh, well, not your audience per se, but like your subscribers and and mm-hmm. uh, talk a little bit about the structure of your your podcast or uh, your stream. Sorry, <laughs> podcast. Uh- Specifically, there the songs that I perform. Um, I started it out with the song list. I want to say I had like a hundred something songs on there, and um, all different genres, all different styles of music. Some of them were live looping covers. Some of them, some of them were piano songs. Oh, can you describe what looping is, by the way? Okay, yeah. So looping, um, like I was saying, so I've got my boss looper. It's it's an instrument that I can use or a piece of equipment that I can use where I can. I put my, I have my piano hooked up to it, and my piano is a is a Nord, so it's got like an entire separate synth section and organ section. And you can create and edit different sounds. So I'll you, I'll I'll have my piano plugged into my looper, and then you can actually loop. You play something, and then you can loop that and have it play over and over again. And then you can loop another sound, another melody on top of that. You could do that. I mean, you could really just go crazy with it. You, there's not, there's no limit to how many layers you can do. And then same thing with the beat pad that I use. You can put in like a certain percussion loop. So you you, you use the drum pad, you get that percussion loop in, and then it loops over and over, and you can add to it. So it's, um, but yeah. So some of my covers are live looping. Some of them are straight piano or piano and singing. But I only started out with like a hundred something. I think maybe two hundred. I can't remember, but. Um, I also take what I call them live learns, and and this is pretty normal across the Twitch uh, music community. Um, So people can pay. My song requests from my list are free, but people can pay and have me learn a new song on stream. And that has been so great because it's really expanded my song list because after I learn the song, I add it to the song list, and you can come back and request it. So I've been introduced to a lot of music and (laughs) bands that I'd never heard of, my song list now has like over, I think, 300, maybe 350, 350 songs now. Wow. Because of all the songs that people have had me learn. And I think it's huge for people because music is just a way for people to connect. That's the main thing. Um, and so 
what's a better way to connect than if you were coming in and being like, hey, have you heard of this song or band? And me being like, no. And they're like, oh, you're going to love it. And then <laughs> right then on stream, I learn the whole song, add it to my song list, and then they can come back and request it over and over. It's, what, what was your hardest song to learn? Was there ever one or? Some of the, okay, I have, I have a viewer that loves anime. Some of those songs have been hard. Um, there's been a couple pop songs that have gotten me. A lot of the hardest ones, no joke, and this is going to be The most weird. popular ones? Please no, say. no. The Disney songs, the classic Disney songs do not have the same structure. Like the way that they're set up, so like the chord progressions and the melodies and everything, are. Not, it's not like a, a you know modern-day pop song. These are much, much harder. And I remember someone, people coming in like, requesting like a Mary Poppins song or like a Beauty and the Beast song and me thinking, oh, I'm, this is going to be easy. And then it actually being like so difficult to to get the music down. And um, But it's, it's you know, we, we have a joke that it takes me 15 minutes to learn a song. Sometimes it's 30 minutes. Sometimes it's longer. That's great. I mean, I, I didn't even think you could even do something like that. <laughs> on a on a live stream, to be honest, I, th- I thought more it was like, "Hey, yeah, uh, I'll I'll get back to you guys on that like tomorrow." Actually, um, the fact that you could do it live is pretty awesome. And by the way, to so like when you describe looping, it's it's like, oh, that's kind of cool, but really, you have to see it. at the at very end of this. Of course, she's gonna uh, plug her stream, and and uh, you really have to see it because I remember my first time actually, Catherine was watching. Uh, your stream and I was uh, doing something on my laptop. I was working on something, and uh, I like I heard it in the background. I was like, "What is she really doing something like that?" And then I like started watching it with her, and we were amazed that like you know the equipment that you have, um, and just the the smoothness to it, you know, the skill set. And where did you learn that? By the way, like uh, that was just me learning. I just had to take the time. A lot of YouTube videos, tutorials looking things up, finding out what worked with other people. Um, And actually, I started out with a different looper. So I started out with a pedal looper. And the pedal really works well for people that play guitar because you you can, you know, you've got your hands busy with the guitar, but you have your, you can use your foot. But um, being a pianist, you already use your right foot for the pedal, for the uh, sustain pedal. So you already have, so it didn't make sense to do that. So I switched over from the pedal looper and started using ones where I could use my my hands to trigger and start and stop the loops and everything. How complicated um, is it? Is it pretty? It's really not. Okay, this is the thing. It's it's a skill set, but it's a trial and error practice kind of skill set. It really is. It's one of those like, how much time are you willing to invest in that? Because um, the first time I ever saw it was a an artist in Vegas doing live music. That's the whole point. Is I wasn't even going to do it for Twitch. I had learned live looping so that I could go out and do it in Vegas, do it, you know, do it live. And I had been inspired by an, another artist, and I had seen him doing guitar loops on top of each other, and I just loved it so much. I was like, oh, he even had some snaps that he could put in there and things that I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then as I start to do it, it hit me at some point. I was like, wait a second. This is actually easier. Once you get it down it's easier than playing and singing a whole song together because it does look like that kind of like you, you, like when I was looking at it, I was like, man, I bet like now that she's so good at it, it must be so much easier than, uh, than actually trying to like play an entire song. Um, but, and, uh, anyways, keep going. Sorry. 
Well, it's just that you're absolutely right. The reason it's easier is because all you have to do is set up that loop, and that loop might be like two bars of music, and you don't have to play that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not. It's just so. It looks so, so exotic, but it, it like it looks like something that if you were like, and of course. Like you said, you have to throw yourself into it and it's a lot of work to, to get it to work. But once you do get it to work, man, it, it looks like it just makes your life so much easier, honestly, um, when you do incorporate it. And it's just, it's so awesome. Like every so often, like I'll, I'll, I'll tune into your stream and uh, I'll see you like pop in a loop and I'm like, wow, that's so cool. It really is. Um, how And then having the ability to obviously, you have to know, you have to kind of visualize the song itself, right? You have to kind of know the melodies that you want to implement into the loop, correct? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is improv based on, you know, knowing music theory. You know what I mean? So I know the key. I know what notes are in the key that I'm going to be in. So a lot of it, a lot of it is improv. So it really depends too. So I have live looping covers that people can request that are on my song list and actually have an attribute next to them. So you can be like, oh, I'm requesting this song and I know she does it as a live looping cover. But I'll actually just improv other live looping, other songs. Like I'll do live looping, but it's just like, let's try this. Yesterday, so funny. Um, I have a viewer that requested Halo, like the Halo theme. What? No, I've got to. So so they did a live learn for it first and it was just a piano cover. But then yesterday, I like made a joke about like, well, I offer anybody the chance to do live looping covers for any of my songs. So if you wanted to try that, and they were like, yes. So I did a live looping cover of Halo, and it had a beat to it. What? Which little bit hip hop? I'm a big Halo person. I'm sorry. I don't know if you know that, but like, oh, awesome. Yeah, like I play like semi competitively. Like I played like uh, Halo Two and Halo Three, uh, like 13 years ago before it was like esports was even a thing for the public oh, wow. uh, yeah so like halo um was like a big thing for me but which uh do you know which like uh was it like uh halo one halo two do you know or uh i think one but i don't know here if you come into my stream request it and i will do it okay perfect <laughs> i will for sure um so that is so cool uh, i can only i can't even imagine what like <laughs> I'm going to watch your pod now after this because I can't imagine what that would sound like. I'm trying to like envision like the actual song and I got it in my head, but like seeing you do it, I just cannot envision it. So it's going to be so funny to watch. Um, It was just an experiment, but it turned out cool. It turned out okay. Oh, of course. Um, (laughs) Now, uh, so for everyone that does eventually watch your, uh, your stream and actually I don't know the answer to this as well. Uh, um, You'll have to excuse me. The bees. Tell me, uh, where did that come from? Do you love bees? Uh, explain it to me. And then, or, and then explain it to the audience what I'm talking about, per se. Okay. So when you go on a Twitch in any community, but I would say especially in the music community, it's pretty normal to have a theme. And it, it kind of gives the stream, the, your stream a set, more of a sense of community. Because you'll, you'll give everybody's part of this, you know, whatever the name is of your community. There's a name, there's a theme, there's an ongoing thing that, you know, you have special emotes, which are little things, little images that you create that people can put in the chat. And so a lot of people have those be part of their theme or have to do with the theme. So mine started out just really organically. Like I didn't even try to do this. It's just that um, I had learned from a friend that 
um, there's a special type of honey that's good for singers and it, and it is really helpful for your throat. Um, it's just like, um, it's a specific type, kind. It's called Manuka honey. And so it's from a certain region. It's got K factors in it, so it's got more nutrients. And uh, I would put it in my tea every day when I would sing. Does it come in a little brown jar? Like, a, is it pretty expensive? It's very expensive, yeah. I think I've had it before. Okay. Is okay. it like a like a small little... Um... Well, there's a lot of different brands. There is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different brands. It's just, it's just a, a type of honey. So you can find it. Yeah, you can find it um, probably more in like something like Whole Foods or a farmer's market or something like that. Uh, it's definitely expensive. Little tiny jar, 50 bucks. But um, it's worth it because it definitely works. And it has a lot of benefits. My mods, so... I have my moderators in my stream who, if, if anyone doesn't know, moderators are people that you grant certain, uh, a certain level of um, you know, power and responsibility in your stream to help with the flow of the stream. They help um, with any trolls or any negativity that you have. They, can, you know, they have the power to ban people, all that stuff. My mods actually found information on Manuka Honey and all the benefits it has. And they'll they have a chat command, so they'll actually tell people about it in the stream if someone asks what I'm using, or well, you know what what is that? What are you doing? Anyways, I use the Manuka Honey for singing. I started using it every day in my stream, and it just kind of snowballed from the honey. So, <laughs> oh, that's so cool! I know it's so random. I didn't even like we weren't even. I wasn't planning on that or anything, but it just kind of. People were like, you're such a honey fiend. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, it's good for your voice. I don't it's know. It's the only non-vegan. So uh, you know this, but uh, it's the only, um, or you didn't know that, but um, it's the only, and I don't know why it's considered non-vegan, but I guess it is. It's the yeah. only non-vegan thing that I do consume. And actually, I do eat this. It's a, uh, I just looked it up. Uh, there's a company called Wetterspoon. Is that the honey that you use? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it is so expensive by the way, but it is really good for you. Uh, my mom recommended it to me because, um, I was really sick earlier this year, probably with COVID. I still to this day do not know if it was that because we were around that time period, but, um, she, uh, recommended it and uh, what happened to be in town uh, from Florida and actually bought some and I tried it and it is so good. It really is so good. Um, it's, it's really beneficial too. I did not. Yeah. She claimed it. And I was like, mom, I just love honey. So I was just <laughs> eating the living daylights out of it. She was like, you know, that's really expensive. I was like, whoops. <laughs> um, but, uh, that is so funny. So essentially all of this from, uh, from honey. And so, um, do you like, can, are you live streaming? I don't think I've ever caught it because I, I just, you know, excuse me. I don't watch your entire stream, but do you eat honey? Like in in between, like, why you're doing stuff or is it kind of like I used to I so I used to rely on it a lot more my voice wasn't nearly as strong as it it is now I've been singing so much in the last however many months but when I first started streaming I was still in voice lessons trying to build my voice back up um I like I said I had taken that five-year break and then when I came back to music it it really truly felt like I was starting over like with my voice your voice is a muscle just like any other any other part about it if you we're working out for, you know, a certain part of your body for years, but then you take five years off. When you come back, it's going <laughs> to feel like you're starting over for sure. And that's what it was. So um, when I first started, I think I was relying more on things like Manuka honey and tea and vocal rest, you know what I mean, and just babying my voice a little more. 
So yeah, I used to put it in my tea. There would be points when I would straight up just eat it. Um, but now, not so much. I put it in my tea at the beginning of the stream, and I'm usually good to go. But it's still just a funny thing. Uh, at the beginning of each stream, if I forget, someone will be like, did you get your honey? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so cool. Um, and uh, actually, you know what? Uh, this has nothing to do to segue with this, but um, curious, um, and people are always going to probably acknowledge it forever like this, but pre-COVID and post-COVID, uh, pre-COVID, uh, what were your numbers like when you were when you were streaming? How often were you streaming? Um, do you remember? Well, it seems like so long ago. Yeah, but it's it's kind of hard to say because I do think that you know everything that happened in the world has uh, does have more people watching more Twitch than they usually would. But my, I wondered. Did it bring more people to Twitch or people who were already watching Twitch? Are they just watching more of it? I don't know about that. So I really don't. So I think it's the second one. I think it's, think it's just more people watching. Yeah. That I th yeah. I think it's more people watching. Um, definitely probably bringing like you were talking about the very beginning, like probably bringing more people that are trying to be content creators on there. But I don't think it's necessarily bringing that much more of an audience to watching it per se. I could be wrong, but I think it, I think it is a lot more availability of time to watch more streams, I guess. Definitely. And so if you think about it from that, con like if you think about it in that context, it's, I don't know for sure that COVID had that much to do with it. I don't know. Maybe it did, but um, my, the majority of my streams, like the people, cause I can see my viewers. So the majority of my Julie, you're a little low. My apologies for a little better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I don't know. Um, but the the majority of my viewers um are gonna be because it's gonna be like late night uh West Coast and then super late night East Coast and then obviously I do have people from like other countries and stuff, so it's a little bit different from them. But the majority is gonna be. The, the U.S. West Coast to East Coast. So if you think think about that, um, like in that regard, I don't know. So I don't I don't necessarily know whether it was COVID so much as just as you get uh, bigger, more important people see you and find you. Um, I've changed my things in my stream a lot to be more welcoming, as being as be as welcoming as I can. So I think as the stream grew, as the stream quality grew as I tried to make it a better place for people to hang out, I think that had a lot to do with the numbers as well. I truly don't know with COVID. I can't, I wish, I wish there was a number. How long did it like take you to hit affiliate by the way? Like was that? how long did it take you to hit affiliate pretty quickly or? Oh, the minimum number of streams that was in that, that I got, I will say luck had a lot to do with that. Um, I, even I even with me having some difficulties, I just, it was great. I, I had a lot of support early on. That's so, um, so I think you have to stream five or six different days. Yeah, so it's like five, like six, uh, fifty followers, five or six, like you said, and then a minimum average of three viewers, um, for that for you to qualify for the affiliate like invitation. Right. Yeah, it was it was like a week. So I I, I think it was affiliate in a week, and then good for you. Oh. Wow, look at that. Do Thank you think you. it was the space that you were in probably as well that kind of helped? Maybe. Yeah, and I, and I do think 
Well, because right off the bat, I okay, I took live learns from like I think day one. So that was a very unique thing for my stream, and I used to take like three a night. So I wow. was like in the very beginning offering this like niche. It was it was like my my stream was like a niche group of people that really really liked the process of live learns and getting to watch me learn something on stream. Um, and I've I've actually toned down the live learns quite a bit, but I wonder if that had a lot to do with the specific type of growth I had Probably. and having a loyal following. Did you promote it a lot via social media initially? No, right? Because I think now you do, of course, just because, you know, it, it's, it's the quality is so great. But did you early on as well or no? No, and I didn't tell anybody either. I Well, I told, okay, I told friends. I told some close friends for sure. But, you know, I wasn't I wasn't shouting it out to the world because, you know, I, once again, my my stream quality and... It was a hobby too. What wasn't there. Yeah, well, and I wanted... You know, you always think, it's like you said, you always think, like, how cool would it be if I was able to do this full time? But you don't necessarily know it's going to happen. And so, yeah, it was something I was doing more on the side. It was, a lot of it was like a test. It was like, you know, we're just going to try this out and see how it goes. So, no, in the beginning, I wasn't really that open about it with, like, the world um, at all either. But I did very quickly. I, I remember in the beginning, it was great. I remember having people come in and be like, oh, your stream is going to do so well. So it was almost like they were propping me up, people that would come in and be like, you're going to grow. And I was like, okay, well, then I'm going to keep going. So yeah. uh, Funny enough, uh, if, if it was November, I mean, your stream honestly has done super well pretty quickly because um, we had Luna at the end or like the middle of December, had family in town. They left around New Year's. I remember um, – Catherine was watching your stream at one point and my mom was inquiring about like what she was watching and we were telling her it was, you know, a good friend of ours uh, that's actually streaming music. And I even remember at that point, your stream looked great. Uh, it's definitely evolved, of course, but even yeah. at that point, it, it, um, the, the content just looked phenomenal. And, um, I even said, like, I agree with your audience, you know, from, from the get go, I was like, you know, as long as she stays consistent with this, she's going to blow up pretty quickly in this. And it's just great to see that that's actually what happened. Now, when did you start to see that transition from, okay, maybe this isn't so much a side thing anymore. What if like the, the realization that this could possibly be something that um, replaces what you do professionally? Is this like maybe two months in? And the reason I say that is because I had to get my computer, the, I had to buy my PC. So when I was streaming on the Mac, I was, it was just, uh, I mean, I, there would be so many streams where I just want to rip my hair out because <laughs> technical issues. It's so, it's so frustrating to have technical issues on stream. It's so frustrating. It's pretty normal. Even today I have technical issues that make me. Oh, internet. Hard. Yeah. Internet's like the worst sometimes. It's, it's normal. It just happens. It's just, it's fine, but it used to be so much worse. So once I got that fixed and my P I had my PC and I had, you know, equipment that was working you know, and it was somewhat dependable. Um, that's when I remember, and I was making money. So that was the other thing is I t taking live learns was the biggest thing. Cause I charged for live learns in the very beginning. And like I said, I used to take a lot of them. So being able to every stream make a little bit of money was huge for me. And in a, in a, in the sense of like, is this something that I could possibly do? Did I really think I was going to be making like what I'm making now? No. Or did I think I was going to be making enough money to live on within the first year. 
absolutely not. I've been very lucky. It's not to normal, have- to be honest. Like to. I don't think so. No, it's, I've been very lucky. I have a great community, so. I think, and I think that's the uniqueness of your, so I, I talked about this yesterday and advice for helping, was it yesterday or the day before? I cannot remember now, now that I'm, I have you on, but I talked about recommendations for people that were looking into getting into streaming and um, like the different spaces that, the, uh, like depending on like what they were trying to stream or like what content they were streaming. And one of the, like the big issues for, uh, let's say in the gamer space is that a lot of people want to stream like the big, big games, like the most popular games at the moment. And um, I initially got into that, that mentality as well. And it really impacted my growth early on because the only people that I could gain as followers, and especially the game I was playing, there was no chat mechanic. It was like a first-person shooter, and it was like no one really chatted with anyone, and most of the time you'd only play the game with your friends. So for you to get discovered in a very popular game was very difficult, right. where... Um, I, I eventually blew up. Like it took me, I'm not going to lie, Julie, to get affiliate. It took me six months. Uh, I was playing PUBG. And then I remember on my seventh and a half month, I went from 50 followers to like 850 followers. And Amazing. yeah, and it was uh, the big realization was because I transitioned from a game that was super popular to a game that had a following. But, and this is the recommendation I told people was to like, if you're doing gaming, for instance, to game, uh, to stream a game that's like anywhere between a thousand to ten thousand congruent viewers at any given moment, um, okay. because like if you're if you're out there just like kind of like just staying consistent and no matter what kind of schedule it is that you have, but as long as you're staying consistent, eventually the discoverable like your stream having the ability to be discovered, it's going to be a little bit easier than people where there's like literally the list continues and like, you can never get to the very bottom because there's like everyone streaming the same thing. Um, I totally. Well, and one thing I wanted to add to that. So um, I don't know how many people that are listening to this know what, the way that Twitch works when you end a stream. So with hosting and rating, I don't yes. know about you, but that's, huge. I feel like that's huge. Huge, so, huge. Huge. So the way that people, so for anyone that doesn't know, when you are streaming, you have your viewers, they're tuned into your stream. So they're on your profile page watching your live stream. Instead of just ending the stream and all of those viewers just having to find someone else to watch, what every, pretty much everybody that I know, every streamer that I know, they either host or uh, raid, and they're very similar. You, when you raid someone, you take all your viewers and you put them in another viewer's channel someone who is live and then you you're able to just end your stream and everybody goes over there usually it's etiquette for the streamer that rated to also hang out for a bit but that's one thing where you're talking about the game that you're in the, the games that you were choosing to more and less competition as well so when you're streaming is big a lot of there's people that when they're starting out start out just like you're saying they purposely start out at night for them or at a certain time of day we have a little bit less competition anyways. And then you maybe have a chance of getting rated, being seen on yep. someone's recommended channel, getting rated. And your hope is that when you get rated by somebody, you can give good enough content in that period of time when they first see you for them to follow you and then possibly to come back and watch you later on. Yeah. So where, where are you talking about you chose a game where you had a better chance of being seen you probably had a better chance of being rated 
Exactly. And then maybe getting more eyes on you, which and, makes complete sense. And I'm glad that you brought that up because that, that is actually what happened. So, um, I was just a random day. I was just doing, um, I was climbing up the ladder board. So there, like for me, it became a little bit easier too, because in this game, I kind of excelled pretty quickly and there was like a leaderboard on the game. And, um, it's just like League of Legends. You're going to know the structure, but, um, there's like bronze, silver, and you know how it kind of goes up. Um, in this game, like Grandmaster was like the top 100 players in a region. And so I made it up pretty quickly in that, in that game to Grandmaster status. And, um, one of the people I had played against that I, uh, ended up beating like pretty bad, um, noticed that I was streaming because at the end of the game, uh, this is another thing I, I tell people too. If there's a, like a, a chat mechanic um, in a game, this is a little bit different than what you do probably, but marketing and self-promotion is something you just have to be comfortable with doing. And I think eventually I'm going to ask like what your thoughts are on this, but uh, in the gamer community, it's very frowned upon sometimes when people try to self-promote themselves on stream. And I think it's sometimes they, they spam it too much, but uh People would normally, like, at the end of the game, be like, hey, dude, you did a really good job. And what I would do is just naturally respond with, hey, actually, you know, I'm streaming right now. If you ever have questions or you just want to check out some, like, more content, like, related to this, you know, mm-hmm. you could definitely check, you know, check out what I'm doing. And I started to see, like, a lot of people start coming in. So when this guy did that and he was like, hey, man, good game. That was, like, great. It was, like, a super close game. Um I was like, yeah, man, you know, I stream as well. If you ever, uh, if you ever want to like reach out and like party up or something like that, you know, hit me up on stream. And literally like 30 minutes after that, I didn't know, uh, I just wasn't too familiar yet with the community because I was just so mm-hmm. new that mm-hmm. he ended up being like one of like the big streamers for, uh, Paladins was the game I was playing. And I got rated with like 300 people yes. and I was like, oh my God, what is going on? And then from that, the just momentum was you know, the fact too, that I was kind of like, uh, be trying to be more consistent and, and streaming all the time. And uh, it just, it just blew up. Like within like a month and a half, I just, I grew in such a way. I just, I, you know, never envisioned it to be that way, especially with how long it took me just to hit 50, you know, just to claim affiliate was so difficult, but, um, what are your thoughts on, on, on promotion? Like, uh, in your space, obviously it's, you know, you can do rating and things of that nature. When you were slowly growing, did you see like, okay, maybe I should like now that I'm I'm able to take this a little bit more serious, like after a couple months, did you start to look into like, okay, now should I start to like promote myself on social media and things of that nature? Yeah, I, yeah. And I can't remember exactly when that was, but I remember making a conscious decision and talking about it with my fiance, like making that literally ha- like having the question in my mind, at what point should I tell? Because it's not like I have like a huge following on other social media platforms, but most people didn't know. Like most people in my life, most people, the followers I did have, they didn't really know what I was doing. So I remember making a conscious decision, decision okay, I feel comfortable telling the world what I'm doing, and that's when I started promoting like, hey, I'm streaming right now. Come in and request a song. And it's still hard because, I would I think the 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 main reason that I started promoting like I I this is the honest truth it wasn't so much for the people that I knew already what it was is I had already I had started to gain followers from my stream on other platforms and so I wanted to let those people know on the other platforms that I was streaming it was it's more of that it's more like I I need to let you got to let people know as much as you can so yeah. every single day um, I do Instagram and Twitter for sure, and also Discord. 
when I'm and I don't I don't like to do I used to do hey I'm streaming soon but it's actually so much more beneficial to be like hey I am live right now come <laughs> out and it's big and that's actually huge because I have a lot of people I have noticed there will be people that will be like oh I just saw your live or whatever you know so it's it's just one of those things where you kind of have to make the decision to um, is Twitch going to be something you do on the side or is it if once once you get to the point where I think you're like okay no this is what I'm doing you have to promote yourself and I it's interesting that you were saying that you know it's maybe not something that a lot of people will do um, depending because I, I think you were saying that earlier where you're like I don't know that I was comfortable doing it or if it's something that gamers do and or whatever promote themselves but I think it's so great that you did that and obviously it turned out really well you know what I mean yes so and so like I recommend it to like every one of my friends I have a lot of friends that uh, I've pretty much pressured just uh, just like gaming with certain people you recognize that they're like really good at a specific game yeah. and um, you know you're a, a unique person in like the uh, in the type of people that I know that are, are streaming because again like I said you know 99% of the other people I know they're, they're just gamer centric and so um a lot of people that I game with, I know uh, Excel, I'm like, you know, as long as you're comfortable hitting a record button, you really are, are, are wasting an opportunity for yourself because uh, as long as you're able to just look at a chat box on the side and, and continue doing what you're doing, you could essentially have a very successful stream, uh, a streaming career. And luckily, like I've got two friends now that are, are killing it. They're just, just as great of a success as you are in like different games and it's just like it's the same stuff it's the the recognition that you you know you have a really interesting skill set and um maybe early on you don't really appreciate the fact that there's probably going to be an audience out there to to watch what you do and appreciate what you do but um yeah i mean there are so many people out there that are probably wanting to learn how to get into music and you know, they, they want to have the ability to interact with, with that person instead of like going on YouTube and seeing like how to's and leaving a comment, hoping that that person will see your comment, and interact with your comment. Like with a streaming platform, if someone really wanted to get into music and, you know, they were a loyal subscriber, you could definitely give out like a, a helping hand, I'm assuming, right? Yes, and I have. So I have two different friends. And it's weird because I, I did kind of the same thing you did. I was like, hey, I see that you have talent. You should be on Twitch. And then they're like, "No, I don't know." And then you're like, "No, no. Like this is my this is what happened to me that you should be doing this." And then all it's ever taken with stuff like that is for someone that person to come watch. So I'm like, "Come in, watch my stream. Here's a couple other streamers that I recommend." So I have a friend um, that I'm just really hoping she continues going because she got affiliate same as me when she started. She gets on there, she starts doing Twitch scenes. Um, oh shoot! I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're it. good. Okay. Um, she started doing Twitch things, which if if you don't know what Twitch things is, it's the actually the only way that you're allowed to use instrumentals um, for songs that you don't own. Um, Twitch things has been able to get uh, licensing for certain songs, and there's a lot. There's a lot of songs you can choose. And what you'll do, so Twitch things, it's karaoke. So you have the instrumental track oh, and cool. for you. And what you can do is you can do duets with people and you don't have to do them live. So you can do part one, save the video on Twitch Sings, and anybody can go find your video and finish it and publish it, do it live so they can finish your video live. 
It's very cool. It's like a whole different. The Twitch Things community is great. I didn't there even know people. about that. That's so cool. Oh, it's like it's like a follow for follow thing too, but in a good way. So it's like, hey, do you want to go finish my video? Sure, I'll go finish your video. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like it's really cool. It's a another great way for you to interact with people. And she started up on Twitch Things, and she got affiliate in this. She did the same thing I did. Minimum number of days. And I was promoting her. I couldn't help it because I just believe in her so much. She's a good friend of mine. Um, Sky Angel Tanya is her username. And uh, then I have another friend that's about to start up, and I hit her up. Same thing. I was like, girl. And she does covers on YouTube, and she's just incredibly talented um, and is in a band. And so I was like, you already have what it takes. I promise you if you got on Twitch, you'd be amazing. And she goes, I've thought about being on Twitch. I just don't know how to do it. I didn't know how I would do it. So I helped her. And I kind of walked her through setting up some of her profile and things like that because I know how it goes when you're first starting. Oh, yeah. I didn't have someone there to hold my hand for for a lot of it. But at the same time, you know, I did have my fiancé, and he had streamed already, so he was able to help me with a few of the – and we were using different programs, but he was still able to help me um, with certain things. And I do think having someone who knows what they're doing, at least in any way, even if they're gaming in your music or whatever it is, it's helpful. And so I just – I helped her get set up, and she's about to start. So she's just about to start. And I'm like, okay, I know she's going to kill it. So it's one of those things, too, where I think I think that's part of the community. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not like – I mean, it's benefit, it benefits everybody, too. So if you want to think of it like that, like, it's, it's a good thing for everybody to, huh? you know, be able to have friends, your friends that stream. I'm like trying to tell Jake, uh, Jake and Jess to uh, get into – they they do a lot of hiking. This is a mutual friend that we have, but um, they do a lot of hiking and their like stuff is like really great. And I'm like, Jake, you really should just you should be streaming this. To be honest, there's like a community of people that enjoy watching. I mean, I would like I love seeing like hiking videos and things of that nature. I was like, this should be something at least that you're recording and uploading to YouTube, if anything. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. I would think that would be more of a recording thing. I'm trying to think what it would be like. So it's just a joke, right? That. Every, that's around Twitch of like the technical issues that go along with uh, IRL streams. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard. It's it so really hard. Is. To have good internet to do an IRL stream. I'm actually thinking of buying some new equipment. Some some cool. Some I don't know what it's going to be. I know it exists though, where you can buy things to specifically help you get great internet or more reliable internet wherever you're going, wherever you are. And um, that's something that I want to look into because I would like to do IRL streams, but. I, I love the idea of them doing YouTube and doing like GoPro or something like that, but I wonder what it would be like to try to go to these far off places <laughs> in nature and try to have any service for an IRL stream. I think it'd be so hard. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, for cer- certain areas. Um, and and he brought that up, and I was like, well, I mean, if that's the case, for sure you should be recording or like taking all this content that you already have recorded and just you know taking this free time that you almost all of us have at the moment to um you know just like go out of your way to learn like editing work and he was like yeah you know i'm I'm actually funny enough that you're bringing that up i've thought about it but no one's ever told me i was like dude like i'm just gonna keep pressuring you until you actually put something out there because um there's definitely an audience out there for for everything like literally every single thing you could think of there's an audience of people and especially now like you said uh or like we talked about before um COVID-19 has just gave, given a lot of people a lot additional free time to uh, look for things to watch. Um, as we come to a close on on this um, this podcast, actually just a, a few other questions. Um, 
after COVID-19 became a, a reality um, and it impacted almost everyone here in Las Vegas, it um, for, for you, was there still like this idea that maybe you couldn't use like streaming as a, as a source of replacement for um, as just like a job, like just like taking over as a professional life? Was that still something that went through your head or? Did you know, like, when COVID-19 hit, you were like, okay, you know what? Now I'm going to take all my time into this. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I won't go into detail, but I I did experience what everybody, so many people experienced, which was my regular job was no longer a thing. Yeah. It was no longer an option. And so I, I had some plans. I wanted, I really wanted to be a full-time streamer, and this was back in March wanted to be a full-time streamer. I wasn't there yet. I knew I wasn't quite ready. I knew it. Like, in my mind, I was like, no, I'm not at that place yet. And so when all this happened, when everything happened, I, it was like a joke on my streamer. Like, well, I guess I am a full-time streamer now because I don't have another option. And people loved it on my stream. I got so much support. And I wasn't trying to give a sob story. It was more like, well, I'm in the same boat as all the rest of you. Here we go. <laughs> but people loved it, and they were like, great. This just means we get more content now. You can, you know, they, they loved that idea. And when you get a community on Twitch, and I'm sure you, you've experienced this and seen this, every, when you get that community that's really supportive, they know and they understand the logic of, okay, even if I can't give a lot of money to the streamer, I got to give something because they can't do it for free. Yeah. Like no one can just stream for free forever. You know what I mean? You have to, once you go full time, those people recognize she's got to make money from this. And it's the 80, 20 rule too. So literally, uh, I mean, you would be so surprised. I had, so I had a good amount of like donations and money and bits and everything coming to me, but there was like three people that were just, throwing their wallets at me i don't know what it was but and uh i think you have this sometimes in your stream as well where it's like you know you get like your 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 subscribers you get everything but then out of nowhere there's like this loyal fan and all all it takes is like three four or five of those really to just replace your source of income to be honest because these people will just you know it's just so much appreciation for these people. Uh, this guy, his name was James. He was like my, my number one donator. And this guy would throw like stupid amount of money at me just because like he just enjoyed the content. He enjoyed like uh, just a community as well and just the engagement. And um, I just, I always, at first I was always like, man, I don't know why you're doing this. He would like, um, you could buy other people's subscriptions to your stream as well. You can gift them subs. And he would just like, buy so many gifted subs all the time. And I was like, dude, you got to stop doing this. Like it's, I, I mean, uh, it's such a blessing. Honestly, it feels so great when you, when it does happen for you. Um, it, it's just so much more of a motivator to continue your streaming. Absolutely. It, absolutely. It's just the idea that someone out there loves your content so much that they're giving you money and basically in a big way saying, keep doing this, please. Yeah. Like this yeah. is why that, that's why they do it. That's why they do it. They're showing support, but it's also like, Hey, I I want you to know that if you continue doing this, you're gonna we're gonna make sure that you make money. And there's multiple. So I I've had an insane week with that. I actually have an anonymous gifter, cheerer, donator that's come in and just it's the same thing. 
while that's amazing and I can't help but just be so you're overwhelmingly grateful all the time for all these people that come in and just are so generous um, I did have advice from the very beginning from some from my biggest donator actually I remember I had a big donator come in in the beginning and we would talk just a little bit um, and j just like he gave me a little bit of advice like hey just so you know like I think you should do this or, or maybe you know like I've seen other streamers do this or, or whatever he, the advice he gave me was take away your top if you're ever considering being a full-time streamer and this was back before this was like December he goes if you're ever considering being a full-time streamer take away your top three donators and how much money are you making yep. and can you sustain yourself on that yep. and that's been such good advice to me but obviously come March it was all irrelevant I didn't have a choice anyways <laughs> uh, but it's still good advice like that's it really that's is. what I bank on yes. so that's what I'm like okay each month I need to make X amount of dollars and I, I go over that and I'm incredibly grateful but I like knowing that there's a number okay this this is the number that I need to make every month for my bills and everything like that and I feel like I'm hitting it and it's because and it's really just because of the amazing community that I have there's just there's so many people that I think we all bond through music and it's more intimate and I use that word in the I'm trying to use that word in the right way but it's so true it's a more it's so much more intimate than like a YouTube channel or Instagram or any other place where you could put out music because they get to talk to you in real time or seemingly real time and also their requests make up my entire stream yeah people coming in and requesting music so it's just a really good way to bond with people and that could same thing could be said of gaming you're you're those people are coming in and getting to watch you and get feedback and get advice or reactions, whatever it may be, <laughs> yeah. live, seemingly live. It's great. It's it's such a different avenue, and I think that people turn to that. If if anybody if anybody wants more information on this too, <laughs> hang out on Twitch the whole month of August because it's Music Month. <laughs> and and I saw someone just saying this earlier today. They put out a video on Twitch's, um, I think Twitter that was like someone talking about this exact thing. They're like. I think the reason people love Twitch music, the Twitch music community specifically, is because you're getting that intimate viewing experience where you get to become friends with the artist. And how many pla how many things in life can you actually do something like that? You know, it's like right. uh, <laughs> see your favorite, you know, uh, like your sports player or your favorite musician, and have the ability to communicate them with them live. It's just you mean, well, a lot of artists do that. Like they'll do things like Instagram Live or YouTube Live, you know, after they're a big artist because they're trying to find ways to connect more with their fans because that's what the fans want. That's what people like. Twitch is just already set up like that. So, you know, your your community and your success is so directly tied to your Twitch viewers. And more importantly with that, those your Twitch viewers, especially as a musician, they are loyal. So if you put out music, they will go, they will stream it, they will buy your merchandise. Like they are they are real fans. Are you working on that by the way? Yes. Uh got more music coming out. I have a parody that I'm releasing this month that's gonna be really fun doing a music video for that. I did release my first ever original song. Um it's a piano, a classical piano song. It is out on Spotify. It's called Lindy. Um it's out on Spotify. Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, and then I also have it out on YouTube now. Um, I went into a studio and did a music video with like a grand piano. We did candles everywhere. 
um, and that turned out really cool. So to have the support of my Twitch community when I released that song, there was so much love that came from that, and it was just, I mean, it was it was really eye-opening, and it really made me motivated to put out more music. Um, so I have a lot, a lot of things in the works right now, and then yes, merchandise is coming. I need to do that. Awesome. <laughs> Have you thought about doing uh, like highlights of like your best moments on Twitch and, and maybe starting a YouTube channel off of that as well? I need to. I 100% need to. And, and, and uh, Luke, my fiance said the same thing. He's like, you need to do this. You need I, to I, I honestly do think so. I was telling my wife, I was like, you know what would be the next step for Julie to be honest with just to maybe take like every week her, her best moments and just to because uh, I mean – yeah, you're you're you could easily do it with what you're doing because everything you're doing is so unique every single day. So, and, so Jason, you know there are there already are YouTube videos with me in them now of my donation reactions and things. People are posting that on YouTube. Yes, it's so what? funny. It's so funny. You should I be. Know. Oh my god, that needs to be your thing. Then you need to be making highlights of these. Of course. <laughs> What? <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh my God. Even more of a, a, a kick in the butt right there for you to be getting on that then. Yeah, for sure. Is it the is it the whole idea of having to learn another skill set or are you familiar with kind of like video editing and stuff? You know, the basics. Um, it might be something that I try to get some help on so that it, it's done right in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. But But yeah, it's something that I could definitely put some time and effort into. Oh, and, for and, sure. You know, that needs to be your next thing. Idea of weekly stuff. That, that, that'd be hard for me to do alone, but I, I do love that idea. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I want to bring up is something that, uh, why it kind of ended for me. I don't think this will ever end for you. I think you're, you're really consistent. Um, and I think you've, you've, you've slowly made that progression over time. And it's been kind of like a longer game for you. Uh, the reason why I got away from streaming is because um, after I had that like month where I just had a, such an explosive growth, I wanted to, uh, I saw like partner status like right around the corner. And so I like was, I was actually pretty consistent. I had a, a really great schedule similar to, it was almost very similar to your schedule actually. Um, but I had a, a really good schedule. I stuck with that schedule but after like the, I had this explosive growth, I started to like go outside of my schedule and start like doing it every single day, like oh. streaming every single day and um, continue streaming. And then um, eventually I just got burnt out. Like I, I went through what I think a lot of creators go through, like on both on YouTube, Twitch. Um, I actually read a big article yesterday about like a big time Twitch like gamer streamer. Uh, that um, has just recently just gone through like a, a big burnout just because not so much from just streaming, but more so like um, he likes to play different games and like his community has just followed him through all the different games that he's playing. But recently he played a game that's not, not it's like way off the reservation for what he normally plays. And it was just, he was getting a lot of like uh, hearsay on, on his chat about what he was playing pretty much. And he was like, man, this is just, why am I getting such an impact about this? But my story was more like I was playing so much and I, I would went from like doing like six hour streams to like almost like every other day I was doing like 12 hour streams. And um, eventually I was like, you know what? I just need to take a break. And I think like one of the worst things you could do is take like a long break, like to take like a week or two weeks off is fine. As long as you're engaged with the audience or like you're following in your community. But like I took like a month off and when I came back, I started streaming a completely different game as well. And 
Uh, I think that just really impacted, you know, my entire stream. And then after that, I was like, you know, maybe I should just like cool it down on streaming. It's one of my biggest regrets, to be honest. Uh, and my, my question to you would be, has that ever crossed your mind? Like uh, just like a, a burnout or have you positioned yourself in a way to kind of be prepared for like not doing like what I did? Okay, so just so you know, Jason, I mean, you probably know this. Maybe other people don't know. That's so normal. If you stream too much, like the worst advice anybody can ever give a streamer, and I've seen this. I've seen YouTube videos on this. The worst advice you can ever tell someone is like, just stream as much as possible. Yeah, worse. Terrible idea because, yes, the burnout you're talking about is is normal. That's I mean, that's big. It's not not to diminish what you were going through. I but I feel it. The, the weeks, like even the weeks where I've done five days of streaming where I put in an extra stream, it's because I started out when, when uh, quarantine hit, I was doing five days a week. I could not keep it up. I had to go d- down back down to four days a week with one and then a movie night um, because getting burnt out, it doesn't matter how well you do on Twitch. Like it doesn't matter how much money you're making. It doesn't, you need time to um, a decompress. You need time where you're not live. It's stressful. It's stressful being live and it's just a lot. And so, um, that's very normal. Um, for even big, I was just talking about this the other day with my fiance. Um, it's actually bit normal. Like even bigger streamers, if they push themselves too hard, then you just see a break, you know, because they can't handle it. And I, I feel the other side of that too, because you got to think like, for me to take a week off of streaming would actually be really stressful as well. Oh yeah. hundred you percent. Your viewers, I have viewers that watch me every single stream. If I take a week off of streaming, that's four streams where they wouldn't see me, but they would go find someone else to watch who maybe streams at the same time as me every day. You know, so it's like you gotta you gotta think about it's not that people are super fickle, but at the same time, like you're a live show for them. Think about your like favorite T V show. Yeah, exactly. Comes out like maybe it's one of those that comes out every week. If something happened and it wasn't coming out every week, we'd freak out. You know? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I mean, just look at you know, like if Game of Thrones, like you yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, people would lose their mind. And it's like that essentially when you have your community as well. It's the exact same thing. You just you have such a a huge investment in what you're doing, and you could see it from their eyes as well. You can you can appreciate kind of like why they would probably transition to maybe someone else that they're seeing um, like more consistency from or something of that nature, especially the way I did it, the way like reflecting on it now, um, it was just the wrong way. I just, uh, I didn't give any heads up. I gave a heads up to like some of my loyal, like my very loyal people, but I didn't tell it to like the entire stream. And uh, I would get people reaching out to me and I would just tell them like, Hey, I'm planning on coming back, but I would just, I just kept pushing it off, pushing it off. And finally, I was I, I initially I thought it was the game itself. I thought, you know, it's the, the problem is the game. Maybe I should try a different game, but it wasn't that. And reflecting on it now, it was the fact that I had put so much pressure on myself to keep because, I mean, I was killing it. I mean, literally, like ev- almost every stream I was on, I was gaining like 20, 25 new followers, you know, more oh. subs and everything was just going great. But it was like I felt. I don't know, like in such a like, uh, always, like always, like the first thing I had to do was like check my Discord, check my Twitter, yeah. and and like you know hit live, like because yep. I feel like if I'm not going live, I'm missing out on something. Yep. And yep. um, 
And honestly, I, and I saw, I, I was very open about that on my yesterday's podcast. That's what it was about. It was just, you know, the possibility of burnout and just like what you can do to really stem, stemmy that from ever happening to you. And I was telling people to just, you know, maintain a, a schedule for themselves that doesn't really affect, you know, their personal life, like the relationship yeah. life that they have and their professional life. Like if, you know, they were happening to be working right now and just find that time where, you know, you have like a few hours here on like a Monday that you're free and uh, like on a Wednesday and maybe like a Friday and you're like, okay, that's my schedule right there. And I'm just going to stick with that. If I even blow up or whatever, I'm not going to pressure myself to, you know, now think about doing like Tuesdays and Thursdays. And because yeah. I feel like when people start to expand that way, you really do notice a difference in the, even the quality of their stream as well and what they're doing. Um, because they're just, it feels like it, instead of it being like something that they enjoy to do, it's almost like a job at that point. Yeah. And I mean, for a lot of people that takes the fun out of it, um, especially gaming, gaming is like a de-stress for a lot. And music is too, for sure. Um, It's like, but for gaming, like it's a time when you can just have fun and, you know, kind of de-stress. And I've seen, so I've seen posts of people um, like on Twitter or whatever, where they said, like, I I remember like thinking this was so weird the first time I saw it, but I've seen multiple posts since then of someone saying, I decided I don't want to be a full-time streamer anymore. So I was, and it was stressing me out so bad that I'm going to go get another part-time job and do this part-time as well. Cause I want to feel like I'm having fun, not worried. So like, especially with gaming, it's exactly what you said. If you switch games, like let's say you want to try a new game, you might lose a ton of those viewers because they wanted to watch the other game. Yep. So it's like, you got it. You have to think about what the viewers want versus like what you want to do. And, and so there's a lot to there's a lot to consider when you go full time. There's a lot to consider as you get bigger and as you want to grow. There's, and yes, when you talk about things like Discord and like there are days when I'm like I have to tell my Discord like guys I'm taking a day off. <laughs> yeah. You won't hear from me for the entire day, like 24 hour period. I do that a lot on one of my days off. I'll take a day out of the week and just not, not you know be you know, reachable. Looking at your phone. Yeah. Like not looking at your phone and just seeing oh like God, a million God. messages in a general chat. Well, because you can do, okay. I'm all, you can always be working on Twitch too. You can be answering messages. You can be, you know, chatting with your community. You could be doing stream updates and research and different things like all the time. Like it's, it's, it's more than a full-time job. You, you could spend so much time doing it and get really burnt out. Um, I've learned recently too, that having time where you're not doing anything is part of productivity. So relaxing is part of being productive. And I didn't used to know that. Like I didn't really have that in my mind. But it's so important to not, to spend time not working on, like, you know, spend time doing something else that's leisurely or music that's not at all Twitch related for me or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, that's I've learned that in the last couple months especially. And the feelings of burnout that you're talking about, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I feel like I've been there for sure. So that's great that you that you have that realization at least. And, and it's great because, you know, now as a partner, that's just a phenomenal stepping stone for you. And again, a huge congratulations to you. I mean, to be able to do it in this time span, you know, c- could people see it? Yeah, of course. I, I saw it as well. And uh, just super proud of you for, for hitting that milestone. Um, on that note, though, I think uh, we pretty much have incorporated like a, a multitude of different subjects about streaming, um, just like your success and, and such a unique niche of, of the of the Twitch platform. 
And so at this point, I'm just going to give you the floor and kind of, you know, how can people find you, Julie? How do we watch your stream? Yeah, well, my stream, if you want to head directly there, it's twitch.tv slash Julie Clark Music. Uh, Clark is C-L-A-R-K. Um, if you, if you um, get on there, you'll be able to see my channel. On my channel in the About section, uh, on my profile, it will tell you the days that I stream, but I'll just tell you right now. As of right now, my streaming days are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific. And you can come in, you can request songs, hang out. We do a lot of fun stuff. We have a lot of perks for subscribers. Um, you can also find me on Instagram, Julie Clark Music. Twitter is also Julie Clark Music with um, music has a K, music with a K. <laughs> and then um, Facebook as well, Julie Clark Music, same thing. Oh, awesome. And then I'm going to go ahead and link that in the description of, of this as well. Um, so you yeah, guys can easily. Like YouTube. YouTube is Julie Clark as well. Sorry. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Looking forward to the YouTube videos as well um, in the future. But Julie, thank you so much for taking the time to, to be my guest this week, uh, talking about streaming. Uh, super happy that you've had the success during this very difficult time period. Uh, love you guys so much. You guys have just been super awesome. And again, um, thank you to everyone else that um, chose to listen to this podcast. And um, Julie, thank you again. I'll catch everyone else mañana. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Bye, Julie.